Okay, I need to... Well, I rarely ever listen to what I record because I, if I listen to it, I will be critical of what I recorded or the way I talk or <laughs> what I said and I'll probably end up deleting it so um and then I would have nothing so I very rarely listen to what I I record but I listen to a lot of what I just recorded about my husband and then I started thinking like well, I don't want to just bash him because obviously there was a reason why I was with him. Um, and I... Uh, I don't want to sound like a total jerk, but at the same time... Uh, I don't want to... How do I say it? I'm not doing this just to not sound like a jerk anymore or no <laughs> um hmm seriously anybody who knows me and knows our relationship and who because we lived with a bunch of people too they know what I've been through so I'm not trying to like make myself sound like a saint and then him sound like a jerk um but when I listen to what I recorded I kind of sound like a jerk or like very callous but I kind of am <laughs> so, but um yeah seriously I do pray for my husband you know he and I honestly can say, and I don't even know if maybe it did sound like I was kind of bitter toward him, but I'm, I'm not. I really have forgiven him, and um, even though I've moved on, it's like last night when he called me, it just, it was like a reminder of like why, why I really don't want to be with him, <laughs> um, but... Uh, but he's funny, and he, you know, uh, I seriously, it's sad, but he overdosed at least 10 times, at least, when we were on the street, and when, uh, from heroin, and the last time he overdosed, I'm serious, it was like, I don't even know how, how long he'd been out, because we were staying with this guy, and um in a house he he said we could stay with him for a while that's a whole crazy story but um i don't know he just let us stay there for some money but then his house was going through foreclosure so we weren't even going to be able to stay there long i think he just needed money he was another addict but anyway so we were staying there and um because well i we tried to kick once or twice, maybe. I don't know. We were there for like a month or so. But, yeah, you know, I don't know. We went a few days and then ended up... Yeah, because he was still using the, the guy of the house. But, anyway, so... um, and He got, like, 
the owner of the house he got like a a big uh, you know I don't remember if it was bags or he had a lot of dope I I can't remember what happened but he had he was um I think he was serving I can't remember but so um so we got a bunch off of him I think it was yeah I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter (laughs) anyways so we had like a bunch of we had many balloons I just remember I'm looking back and I'm thinking like I remember having a lot of colorful balloons (laughs) and so uh I mean like you know sandwich bag full of colored balloons and so we were just having a good time and um uh I was high plus we had speed he had a, a speed dealer and um and so uh I was high and I went and I went I think I took a shower and then I was in the bathroom for like a long time I decided to clean the bathroom because you know that's what you do when you're tweaking <laughs> no, um I just I'm a clean freak anyway, so when I clean, I like to clean, like deep clean. So I clean the bathtub, I clean, you know, the shower walls, the 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 floor by hand, and the the sink, and you know, I was scrubbing and just being very, you know. Um, detail-oriented, and so then, um, I'd say I was in the bathroom for like 45 minutes, and then I came out, and when I came out and went to the bedroom, Brian was, uh, faced down in a blanket, but sitting up, but in a pile like a folded blankets I don't know if it was one or two or three I don't know like a pile and face forward completely like in the blanket and I was like oh my gosh and I ran to the to where he was I lifted up his head and um he was gray and his lips were blue and I freaked and I I mean I was like I called the guy's name and I'm like oh my god you know he he overdosed like we didn't have any Narcan at the time because we we moved in our stuff was everywhere and it couldn't find anything like um and so yeah uh he the the guy I don't even remember what his name was he um he's like let's get him to the bathroom and um so we were dragging him to the bathroom and thankfully there was he had a shower like with a a, uh, with a hose like he could pull it out or whatever so because we weren't about to be able to lift him into the bathtub so we were just spraying him and then I was like go get some ice and so we got some ice cubes and we put it down his uh shirt and down his pants and 
um, it took a, a few minutes, but he did like snap out of it. And when he snapped out of it, he was like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, he's just like, what are you doing to me? And we're like, you overdosed. Oh my gosh. And he was like, nah, he didn't believe us. And, but I don't know how long he was out and he could hardly walk or anything when we finally were able to get him up. And, um, he was really like loaded, but, um, that was crazy because I'm serious. Every time he overdosed and that probably was maybe the eighth, ninth or 10th time. I don't know. Um, but I don't know how much oxygen he lost, you know, um, to his brain because, and I'm not saying this in a, in a, a hateful way. This is like fact. He literally got slower and slower every time he OD'd. And because the person that I first met is not the same person that I know now. He was like, intelligent not that he's not now I don't know how to explain it he's just slow and um, I mean it, maybe it's age but I know it's the drug use too but he's just um, I don't know how to explain it like I, I say something he can't re- retain it or remember it it's like he literally had brain damage and I'm not saying that that's permanent because when I had brain I may as well say when I jumped off the building the eight-story building that I don't I haven't shared that part yet but trying to commit suicide but when I landed on the ground hit the tree and landed on the ground my brain I mean I had total brain brain damage I couldn't read I couldn't write I for like almost three years and my comprehension was bad my my uh just memory um short-term memory was bad my long-term memory was actually not bad i could still remember stuff but um yeah it was crazy and but and my friends for a while they were like um you know, they thought that I was going to be mildly retarded. I mean, you know, honest friends told me afterwards. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I, it was really hard to overcome that and be able to, even talking sometimes was, uh, but especially comprehension. Like somebody would say something to me and I heard something different or I had to process it to be able to understand what they were saying. So in that sense, like I know that that could be something that my husband's going through. So I try to have some sort of patience with him, but, um, and I know that God could totally heal him because I know he has for me. I still sometimes, there, I have some issues, but, um, I know that God could totally heal my husband if he wants it and if he is willing to surrender. But, you know, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if he ever will be, but, 
But yeah, I mean, I was attracted to him when I first met him because of the way, like, he just made me laugh and, you know, um, uh, yeah, he was funny. And that's the biggest thing with me. Like, if somebody can make me laugh, that's a huge thing. Like, not so much physical attraction. Although that, of course, that matters. But but um, that wasn't real. That's not the first thing for me. But, um, but another thing is that I have remained pure and have not gone out with anybody, you know, this whole time since we were, obviously, since, well, when we got married. And then, you know, the whole time we've been separated, I have been pure and haven't dated anybody I'm not even interested in ever dating anybody so so that's not a hard thing but um yeah so um and I forgive him you know even though he was living with this girl and just um well he's on the street he's on skid row well not at the moment but he's He's doing drugs and, you know, what, what else can I expect, you know, but, um, and I, I don't know, I could, I could maybe possibly, you know, even if he, if God did like a huge miracle and changed his life completely and, and he actually was like, submitted and surrendered to Jesus and we're trying to live right like I'm not saying it's an impossible thing for me to consider you know um working on the relationship but I don't know I just I don't know it would have to take a miracle but um so yeah, I, I just don't want to be too critical of him because I have to always remember of where I came from and how hard-headed I was. And because when I, I heard myself say, when I was listening, like, you know, it's been two years. And, well, you know, in my case, like, it's been, you know, six years here, five years there, you know, just... 10 years, you know, so I can't be critical and judge him for, well, I can judge his actions, but not his heart, because I don't know, maybe he, he, he wants help, and he just is, just doesn't know how to surrender, or how to, I don't know, I don't know, but, um, I know that if, if I could do this, anybody could, but also, like, with God, all things are possible, so I don't want to write him off, and the Lord has reminded me, like, of how bad I was, and, um, you know, Jesus never gave up on me, so who am I to just, like, you know, give up on on my husband or anybody else and just say oh you know there's no hope or whatever there's always hope as long as there's life but at the same time I don't have to let 
him affect my life in a negative way and just, you know, I don't have to accept him being a narcissist and just, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, I need to have my boundaries and, um, not just let him do whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think he kind of knows that when I say like, don't, don't call me or don't do this or whatever, like stepping all over me because he uses just like, Whatever I would say, please don't do that. And he would continue or he would, you know, try and manipulate me or whatever. I would be like, just stop trampling over my boundaries. <laughs> like, I just like, a good book to read for any addict is uh, Henry Cloud and John Townsend, I think it is. Uh, the Boundaries book. Uh, that book it was so helpful and really changed my life because I didn't even know what a freaking boundary was before I read that book. I was like, oh, what's a boundary? Like, and I think that most addicts don't know what they are. But um, anyways, yeah. But yeah, so I just uh, thought I would comment on, yeah, what I said about my husband because... Um, he's human and you know I'm human and I don't want to ever you know bash anybody because we're all on our own path and you know I, I, I can't judge his heart I don't know where his heart is you know he's been through a lot of really bad stuff and so I can't even imagine like you know, except for there comes a point when you can't continue to blame your family and your parents for what they did to you and use that as an excuse to stay where you're at. That's my thing. Like, yeah, my dad, you know, abused me and, and, you know, I've been raped. I've had this happen, that happen or whatever. And it's like, okay, you had that happen, but, like, it's time to, like, heal, move on, and, you know, like, so what are you going to do about it, you know, stop being a victim, start being victorious, and live, you know, victoriously, and, um, but I have to understand that a lot of people don't know where to start, or how to start doing that, so, so, yeah, um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be critical of that, but, but anyways, okay, I have to go to the bathroom, (laughs) as always, so, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, God bless.